Hey all, welcome to the Unqualified But Qualified podcast, or the UBQ, where you can listen to get a dose of inspiration to help you find your purpose and live out your big dreams with Jesus Christ. I'm Stacey Walker, a mom, a jingle writer, and a Christian with a passion for helping other women and writing and singing music for the Lord. I'll be singing to you and walking alongside you as we ask Jesus to prepare us to do the big things he's calling us to do. He doesn't disqualify you, sister, so don't you disqualify yourself. Let's go. You sent singers into battle and tax collectors to spread the news. That woman at the well, well, she's alright by you. They weren't too far gone for your life to get through. If you can use them for good, you can use me too. It's through your grace. I'm alive, I'm alive. So use me, Lord, though I'm unqualified. Hey, gals, welcome back to the UBQ. Um, it's been a minute. I've been busy with Christmas stuff and with some big changes going on, all good stuff, but um, keeping me doggy paddling, that's for sure. I'm trying to, to stay afloat sometimes with how busy it's getting, and I know you guys can relate. Um, So today's episode, episode number five, Lord, I need you to complete me, not Josh, Tyler, Robbie, Ethan, or that cute guy on Hinge. (laughs) Okay, gals, this episode hits close to home for me. Um, It's something that I've dealt with and struggled with my entire life. Similar to my anxiety issues, I thought it was just like a defect. And I really came to believe I was just messed up by my family, things with my dad from the past, and that I would never be healthy when it came to my relationships with men. Um, I had been in therapy on and off for abandonment issues with my dad since I was about 14. And every time I sat down on a therapist's couch, I wondered, will this be the time where I cry it all out? Will this be the session that I finally overcome this? Will this be the day that my heart doesn't break into two pieces when I think about the love and attention I lost when my father emotionally and in a lot of ways physically abandoned us? But the answer was always no. I would feel better for a little while and then I would always need more. And I'd always be triggered again when something bad happened um, or something I perceived was bad or about to happen in one of my relationships. And so if this sounds familiar familiar to you gals, does it sound like you've been there before? It's really a seemingly endless struggle to try to put the broken pieces of your heart back together so that you can finally and truly walk as if you're worthy of love. So it wasn't until the last few years as I've, you know, I'm kind of being a little repetitive here, but on these episodes, but as I've walked closer to Jesus, I started to learn and read the Bible, started to follow the Holy Spirit's prompting and the lessons in God's word that I've actually started to heal. And I truly feel like I'm changing and things are happening for me, which is so exciting. And I want that for you. Um, I remember three instances this year in my walk where the Lord has given me a stark and incredible like new understanding that has led to a progress. One was when I started daily looking in the mirror and asking God, to show me how he sees me instead of how I've seen myself. And that's like a daily practice or as often as you can. So what he showed me was a picture in my mind of me sitting on a throne 
and I was kind of simply dressed, but shining with light, and I had a small gold crown on my head. And I believe that's how he sees each one of you too. Um, The second kind of revelation was when I was praying to him to please change the path of a man that I had a crush on and I thought had a lot of things in common with me to make his spiritual values line up with mine and with with God's so that this particular man could be my partner. I was like, okay, this is the one God, I found him. Now we just got to make him really Christian. Um, And whether or not that was a silly prayer, this understanding came to me in this moment where I was praying it. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm asking God, the father, the king of the world for like a man's hand in marriage, as if he were my father, as if I were a princess in a kingdom. And the truth is, we are princesses in the kingdom. In his eyes, we are royal blood, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, our king. And it hit me that in that moment, and it made me cry, it hit me, I'm no longer a third girl in a family. I'm no longer an accident when my father really only wanted one kid. I'm no longer a hindrance that held my dad and stepmom back from traveling or an afterthought that didn't deserve their time. No, I realized that like, I'm asking King Jesus, I'm praying to him to send a vision to a man where I thought I had potential to be like my kingdom partner. I realized I'm praying this as a way a firstborn would with confidence, with ease, um, coming to his throne, kneeling down and asking for something huge. And it wasn't even about the prayer. It was that I can ask my father that because I'm a firstborn now. And I want you to know wherever you're at, whatever you were born into and however you were treated by your mother or your father, that to Jesus, when you believe in him, you're not only adopted into his family, but you become a firstborn too. And it starts to change the way you see yourself and the things you'll accept from new relationships you enter into or choose not to enter into. Okay, and the third realization came about three weeks ago as I walk closer to Jesus and the rhythms of the Christian life. And I know I keep bringing these up, but it's so important because they've changed my life. AKA, these are things that keep me close to God um, making time for him, putting aside time, even 15 minutes, but a great, an hour is great, 30 minutes is great. Being in the word, uh, women's Bible study, huge, because it gives him that time, you know, gives your mind the time to focus upwards. Prayer, acknowledging strongholds and having people pray with you for those releases, all those things, those are the rhythms. So as I'm walking closer with him, I begin to feel like this weird, it's not weird, but it, it's a strange idea almost romanced by God on many occasions in very sweet ways. I'm not sure if like all women feel this way or just the ones who crave romance and need and want to be filled with that. I'm a complete romantic, so I crave this in my life. Um, And one example included um, like of God giving me this feeling. Uh, The story was like I botched a singing audition that I was fully praying about and feeling like was purposeful for me. And then the lady who auditioned me, I was like so sad and bummed. I was like, God, why did this happen? I thought this was for me. I thought you had this for me. I thought this was walking your will. So confused. And then as I was crying, the lady called me and said, oh, um, 
I'm so, so sorry. I don't know how this happened. This never happens, but I forgot to press record. I'm going to need you to come in on re-audition. So I was like, wow, that's, that's a miracle. And I was just stopped in my tracks, you know, so many times in my life now, this stuff happens to me now. And, and so God arranged the second audition and it was in a different room. And when I got into that room, not only was the timing perfect for me to be in there, like it worked out, this room was set up with a flower arch and pastel balloons for another event or something else that was going on in this room. And I felt so strongly that God had arranged not only that second audition and it went perfectly and I got into the group and I got it, but those sweet details of the room, they just made me feel so cared for, so special. Another um, example of God kind of filling in my heart where I crave romance is um, I prayed to the Lord uh, asking if I could go, because I was trying to, I've been trying to pray to the pray to God more when it's big decisions to get, and I'm not always right. I don't always hear perfectly from the Holy Spirit, but just trying, trying to take God's temperature, trying to be led by the Holy Spirit, and at least offering it up for an, an answer. I'm not saying you're always going to hear back clearly, but in this case, I asked if I could go on a trip this summer and spend some extra money. It's a trip I really, really wanted to take for a long time. And I heard a yes. So I was very excited. And it was my first trip alone to another state. And when I got there and got into this VRBO, um, which could have been rented by anybody, um, the whole room was decorated with flowers. There was flowers framed in paintings all over the room in tiny vases there were flowers and on the pillowcases there were flowers and I just felt so distinctly knowing these were part of this gift of a trip from God that he was romancing me even though I didn't have a partner at the time and I still don't have a partner at this time but I'm I'm so so grateful that he keeps filling in these gaps as I ask him to um, another example of God doing this for me about three weeks ago, I was driving, um, and I had a miracle. I had just had a miracle answered prayer. I had fasted about it. I had prayed about it and it was so surprising and so such an amazing like miracle. Like my friends were like, how did that happen? And as I was driving and just thanking God for this miracle, um, I realized that God's always doing this stuff when you walk with him. He's always surprising me. And it's a surprise how a boyfriend would surprise you with flowers or with a, a, a date that he didn't tell you about that he arranged like special things for on the date or something unexpected um, that makes you feel so loved and so special. And I realized God's never going to stop doing that. You know, my whole life I've been worried what if this man I love stops? What if this love stops? What if it's ripped from me again? And that's what's kept me aggressive in my relationships. It's kept me on edge. It's kept me defensive. It's kept me pushing people away and then pulling them close and pushing them away and pulling them close. And why? Because I'm so scared of the abandonment that happened to me when I was younger by my father, who was very loving and then gone. But I don't need to be looking for the fulfillment of even the romance from a relationship anymore. Can you believe that? Can you think, can you conceptualize that? That if we walk close with God, he can provide romance 
in our lives so that we don't need it from a partner and then we'll be free as God, Jesus is always freeing us, right? We'll be free to enjoy it from a partner when God says yes, when, when it's the right timing. So that was absolutely amazing, this realization. He's, Jesus is the man I've been looking for. He's the one I've been looking for this whole time. Um, so this is my hope for you, that your walk with Jesus can start to fill in those old wounds, fill in the places where you're needing to be seen or heard or valued, and fill in the old wounds from the past, from all of our parents, from our traumas, from our past relationships, and from our betrayals. Um, One thing that I find difficult when I'm walking with the Lord uh, while trying to date, and I have done some some of this dating, and I've already, you know, before I was close with God, learned some things the hard way when I was starting to follow, but not fully following. So now that I'm walking closer and trying to be very, very obedient um, to the Lord, like strict with my body, strict with my standards, it's hard when you fall for somebody, you start to fall for them and like them, and you want to hope that they're in the same spiritual boat as you, but you're starting to see that they may not be, or you just don't know yet because it's new. So um, the unknowns, will it work out? Is he the one? Is he dating other women? Does he really like me? How close is he to Jesus? Um, I wanted to give you gals a list of some practical Christian tips that have helped me with cyclical and obsessive thinking when it comes to guys that we like. And I don't know that it's every woman that does this because there are some like really they're more, you know, the other side of your brain is working more than, than mine. I think I have more of the creative side going on. So I have, you know, very strong imagination and always thinking the what ifs and maybe some women can just kind of put that to bed and, and focus on what's right in front of them. But I've heard from so many women in dating relationships that this can take over their mind. So the practical tips are either for stopping the cyclical obsessive thinking when you're like somebody and you don't know whether they're potential or whether it's going to keep going forward or anything, or when you're trying to keep your no a no when it comes to somebody that you like or love who's not in the same part of the path as you are with Jesus. So those are the two scenarios, right? You don't know yet, or you do know, but your heart's still saying, we can make this work. But when the no needs to stay a no, at least for now, and God's shutting the doors and um, you want to be obedient to him, or when you just don't want to overthink it because it's new, uh, number one tip, call a Christian friend to pray with you and over you. Um, Be super careful who you go to with this. Even your most beloved friends who aren't on a close walk with Jesus will tell you, just text him. You know what? It's fun. You have to have fun sometimes. You never go out. You never, well, I go out, but like you never do anything with guys. Just have a little fun. You're not doing much. Here's something I've learned. It is a big deal. It is. When someone, and here's why, and here's why that this is something new I've learned. When someone 
isn't pursuing you in a way that lines up with God's standards and you give in or lower your standards because you so badly want to be with that guy or to have physical touch, to feel a man's presence near you, to hold their hand, to have them touch you. When you do that stuff, when a man's not pursuing you right, it subconsciously tells your brain that you're not as worthy or that you're low value. When you know it, he's not on the same path when you know he's not, when you know he's after something else and you give in because it's just this or that, you're giving your brain, like your subconscious brain, a message that you're lower worth, that you don't matter as much. So it kind of backpedals the work that the Lord's trying to do in you to get you healthy and to get you ready. So you may actually be delaying something that you're praying for by, by lowering your standards, even in, in smaller ways. Okay. Tip number two, pray, bring your pain directly to Jesus and talk to him like a friend. I didn't always talk to Jesus as a friend. Um, there's a Jesus and Joe podcast and she has a devotional called besties with Jesus. It's very lighthearted. It's very young and it's beautiful. And I really recommend getting that if you feel like you only know God as God the Father, God the Punisher, which isn't even a thing. You know, he doesn't want to punish us. He wants to grow us. Um, but uh, Besties with Jesus was really helpful for me to getting on that level with him. That devotional is great. So, yeah, ask. Not only can you tell Jesus your pain and your heartbreak as a friend and ask him to hold you and feel his hug, you can also ask God to intercede as a temporary husband and companion for you, be like, sometimes I just pray that, like, I'll be wanting somebody that, you know, I'll be wanting a person that I fell in love with and I wish he was my husband. And I'll just say, Lord God, I'm feeling so hurt right now and so brokenhearted. Jesus, please, God, please intercede for me. Just be my husband in this moment. Be my caretaker in this moment. Be my protector in this moment when I don't have that, when I don't have one. Also, tell him your fears and your confusions about situations instead of just you going in loop-de-loops about your confusion, like, but I, he did this, he must have loved me, but he did this, he must have not loved me, but he did this, so he really did love me, but he also did this, so he probably didn't like me that much. Just tell him your confusions. Ask him to lift up, lift off you the pre- preoccupied thoughts, taking them away from you, and all the thoughts about this man until he decides or if he decides to change this man's heart and open up that door. And you'll know if that happens because you won't have to work for that. It'll start happening. You pray about it if you need to, if you want to. Number three, get out of your head by disciplining your mind. This is the same tip I gave with anxiety. Um, We have to stop our thoughts when they're unhealthy and it's not easy to do. But one way I found that it helps is turning your thoughts away from in this case, a man or the guy, and then turning them towards something beneficial like worship music, blast that, get some new worship music on, new songs you haven't heard before, look like search for a good new playlist, uh, Christian playlist, and then Christian podcasts. Um, some that I recommend are Bible Study with Sherry Worrell, a No One Told Me podcast is really amazing, and um, I highly recommend, if you're newer to your walk, there's good to know episodes on the No One Told Me podcast, number 168, 169, 170, and 171 are incredibly 
foundational and important to the Christian faith, and they lay so much stuff out and so much wisdom. One thing the gal said on the No No One Told Me Faith is My Foundation podcast, which is one of those that I listed, is that the person I'm depending on to make me whole does not have the infrastructure to hold me up. That is wisdom. Yeah, she said, that wasn't God's design. And she's right. The person you're looking for doesn't have the infrastructure. The person you're pining over doesn't have the infrastructure to hold you up. Only our Lord in Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ does. So if we want to be filled up, we're going to have to go to the right well for that. Um, Lastly, for these tips, number four, try to remember that these trials will pass. If you are fighting off something that you've always gone to, texting somebody who hasn't treated you well or a late night hookup or looking for attention in the wrong places or your Achilles heel of a man where you are so good to yourself with other guys, but this one guy just makes you weak in the knees and you sacrifice your your standards for him, even though he's not treating you as that picture of how God sees you on the throne with him. Um, know that if you hold strong, if you're obedient, God will reward that. You'll feel rewarded. You'll feel like you've run a marathon afterwards and feel amazing about yourself. The changes in you that you're looking for, they start to happen with these big, you know, these big surrenders, these big bouts of obedience where you are growing. That's when part, that's part of the way God can work to change us. When we finally say, okay, Lord, your will, not mine, your way, not mine. And I recently had a bout with that, which was kind of tough. I felt I was really, really being tempted um, by the devil to go back to my old ways with men, with a man, and just to go back to yeah, old ways. And it was very hard. It was physically painful a little bit and and difficult to not do the thing that I wanted to do. And I'm here to encourage you. It did pass and it stopped. That feeling stopped. And I feel like I've grown. I feel like I've gone four steps forward. And we know psychologically how hard it is to even go one step forward because it's like one step forward, three steps back, one. So four steps forward with that big surrender. So know that it'll pass. If you're feeling so tempted, your body's aching for this person, your heart's aching, you want to give in, or you just want to think and sit and ruminate on this new relationship and wonder, No, that's an idol. Let's get rid of that. Let's try your hardest. Realize God wants to give you something better, but he can't give it to you if you are doing these old things because then if he gives you the better thing, you're going to use those old ways and probably end up destroying the gift. So try to to remember that those things will pass and hold strong um, to your convictions and to um, God's will. Some verses um, that can help you when you're feeling lonely to look up. Um, John 14, 18, I will not leave you comfortless. 
as orphans, I will come to you. Matthew 28, 20, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Psalms 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He is wanting to bless you, but he doesn't want you to make an idol of your future spouse or your future partner or make a disaster of your future relationship. I'm going to say a prayer right now, kind of like how to pray for your future spouse um, because I know so many of us out there are longing for this person and maybe we've waited so long and wondering why God hasn't give it, given this to us, wondering if he's withholding from us. I don't believe that's the case. I think God wants the absolute best for us. So he's probably making you right now and he's probably making him right now. Pray this one with me. Dear Jesus, please take hold of my future relationship and orchestrate it how you see fit. Just as you orchestrate the sunrise waking up the purple hillsides, just as you orchestrate the ocean tides that seem to inhale and exhale on the shore, smoothing every stone into fine sand and the rotation of the earth around the sun and of the moon around the earth, I trust now that you're orchestrating my love story, even in this very moment. As I wait on you, Jesus, help me to be completely open to being refined. I know you want what's best for me, and if I'm obedient to you, listening closely to my conscience and the leading of the Holy Spirit and following, if I'm obedient, Lord, which is very difficult at times, it allows you to give me the things you want to give me. When I'm obedient to you, Jesus, my old strongholds that used to hold me captive and keep me stuck in toxic patterns will be broken. I know, Lord, you love me so much that you don't want me to settle for someone who isn't completely connected to the Holy Spirit and truly ready to love me right. And you also don't want to give me a beautiful gift of a godly man that I will tear apart and mistreat with my old habits and my old fears. From this posture, Jesus, I thank you for the weight and for the growth you've been given me, even though it's sometimes painful to grow stronger. Give me the strength to come to you in my moments of weakness, Heavenly Father, so I stay on your path towards refinement. Give me the strength to make the big, difficult surrenders of old habits and sin that I cling on to to feel safe and to feel seen and to feel adored. Help me to remember to come to your feet in those moments, praying for you to fill me in, Lord, in those places that I've always looked to others to fill. Jesus, I pray also for my future husband. If it be your will, Lord, I pray that I be read, that I am made ready soon and that he is also being refined as we speak. I pray for his heart to be able to be tender towards me, even when he feels offended or scared. I pray for his self-control to be strengthened and his mind to be disciplined. I pray for him to come to know you in such a way that all temptations of this world pale in comparison to the joy you have given him and the freedom he has experienced through your love. 
I pray into him strength and leadership paired with a beautiful humility and an ability to course correct and an ability to apologize. I pray that his standards are raised so high as he walks towards you and runs in the opposite direction that most men in this world run in cutting out lies and white lies, cutting out porn, cutting out women he seeks attention from on Instagram or on media, cutting out thoughts of others that would make him stray, cutting out making monetary success into an idol, cutting out laziness, cutting out hubris, and holding you up in the most high esteem and regard. I pray, Jesus, that I myself start living today as a woman of honor, a woman that matches up to the honor that I'm asking for in my future husband. I pray that you comfort my heart, Lord Jesus, in my moments of loneliness and in the times during these holidays where I see whole families in pictures, where I see his and hers everywhere, where I see husbands and wives around twinkling lights and holding hands in the snow. I pray that you comfort me and I pray that I feel the warmth of your embrace through this Christmas season. And I pray that you continue to show me that if I put you first and always seek you first, I will find true contentment and true fulfillment. For if I set my eyes on you, Lord, good gifts will surely follow. In your heavenly name I pray. Amen. So I hope that all you um, women who are listening can use that prayer. Pray it alongside me. I'm praying it for you too. That you find your wholeness first through Jesus Christ. And then you find a healthy person to be your kingdom person with you and walk alongside you. The song recommendation for this December is Oh Holy Night. And I was pretty, I was listening in the car to the radio and it came on and it was like, whoa, this is relational. This can be about relationships. It said in the lyrics, they're so gorgeous, these lyrics, as you all know, but uh, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Amen to that. Because until he appears in your life, our soul will never feel feel its true worth. We'll always try to feel worthy through other means and through other people. Um, the song that I wrote is called Lord Complete Me, and I'll try to post it here. Um, I wish you guys all a very, very Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, um, a safe holiday with your families. Until next time.